0: Welcome, welcome everybody to Soul Speech. I am so excited today for two reasons. Number one, I have a special, very special guest here, Jill Carlisle, and we're going to be talking about family estrangement. So before I kick it over to you, Jill, I need to give you the most proper introduction. Awesome. (laughs) Jill Carlisle is a 51-year-old musician turned educator and author. She has published a variety of articles and essays covering everything from family to feminism to the importance of the female voice. Jill holds a double master's degree in English and creative writing from Southern New Hampshire University. Currently, Jill is an adjunct professor of English composition and literature at Eastern Florida State College located in Cocoa, Florida. She mentors young writers all over the world through her virtual online classroom called Mrs. Carlisle's Mm -hmm. Classroom. Jill's first and forthcoming memoir, Finding 50, is slated for publication in the fall of 2021, which I can't wait to read. (laughs) She is a native Floridian and resides in Melbourne, Florida with her and her husband and her three fur babies. You can find Jill at Finding underscore 50 on Instagram and JWcarlisle.com. Welcome, Jill. I don't have any sound effects yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we can make them. (laughs) Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. And before we get into the topic of family estrangement, I just wanted to um, put forth some intentions today for our conversation. Um, Family estrangement is a topic that is taboo, unfortunately. Uh in our society. And with these taboo subjects, what I find is that there is a lot of isolation. You know, taboo subjects wind up polarizing those who are a part of the issue, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So it is my intention today in this conversation with you to um, have a space that is open for people who are suffering through family estrangement, who have made it through family estrangement. And um, yeah, to know that we're not alone and that there is a life within that. So uh, I welcome your perspective and insights and I look forward to having this wonderful conversation with you. So welcome Jill, that was a long ass introduction. but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks rachel i'm so excited to be here and i'm just i'm honored to be here too by the way i'm just honored to be here Thank to you. speak with you because i just you know i just love chatting with you and we just made this connection and yeah. from that connection it's just it's just grown and even in the short time we've known each other but yeah. um i'm happy to you know I'm, I say i'm happy I'm, I'm happy to discuss family estrangement because as you know i've walk down that path and I'm still walking that
0: path yes and it is so let me just bring a little bit introduction into this as far as how uh Jill and I know each other we're in a writing group together which is Mm -hmm. a just a blessing of an experience and uh Jill I've read portions of Jill's book which blew me away, <laughs> and she's read uh, portions of her book within the group, and there are traces of family estrangement uh, in as a part of. The book. And this touched me so much because I am, I've been experiencing family estrangement now for over 20 years of my life. And there are many different cycles of it. Um, but yes, I hadn't found anyone that I could really talk to it about. So I will let you, Jill, discuss or introduce what you would like to talk about family estrangement um, and parts of your book.
1: Well, I I would say, and I really didn't think about this until you and I started chatting about doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. meaning I really went back and kind of reflected on my book and what I've been writing about and really the the core, the centerpiece of the first half of my book, which Mm -hmm. is The the Climb, Mm -hmm. My Childhood. The mm-hmm. second half of the book is the comeback, but the first half of the book, really the center piece of it stems the pain, all of that stems from the family estrangement. Mm-hmm. And after, our, you know, after we, had a, we, we had a discussion last week and I really mm-hmm. reflected on what we talked about and I thought, man, it's really all about family estrangement. My entire mm-hmm. life has been estranged. From my
0: wow.
1: family. Wow. Until recently, until, until about last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my sister and I had been estranged mm-hmm. for, um, and as you know, just to give, give listeners a little bit of background, right. my siblings uh, were 20, basically 20 years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was 20 when I was born. My other brother was 19 and my sister was 16. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. both of my brothers passed away. Mm-hmm. um, My sister is still alive. She's in her late 60s and um, we were estranged um, for pretty much most of my life. Wow. Um, There was a lot of jealousy
0: Mm. that grew
1: from my birth. Mm. Um, And it created a lot of anger and resentment, which resulted in estrangement Mm. so the result of that jealousy the result of that resentment the result of the anger um was was estrangement um and so my sister and i and there's you know there's a lot to unpack there we won't go into it but my sister and i were estranged and uh didn't speak she wanted nothing to do, zero to do with me. And wow. then about a year ago, about a year and a half ago, she um, wrote me a letter mm. and she found, found me through one of my other, you know, through social media. She mm-hmm. found one of my other uh, relatives and she reached out to them and she said, can you get Jill's address? And so she got my address and she wrote me a letter. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, um, it was very emotional. Wow! And I sent, I mean, this is almost 30 years of not speaking.
0: Wow. Not speaking,
1: yeah. Um, and because everyone in our family has passed, is, is, has died. Wow. We're all we have left. We're it. Wow. So she had a change of heart and I mean, I've always loved my sister. Mm-hmm. She didn't want anything to do with me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, so when she sent this letter, I re- I prayed about it mm-hmm. and I wrote her back. And then we started texting and um, and it was beautiful. And then the first time we'd actually heard each other's voices in 30 years. Wow. Yeah, it was wow. really powerful. And then... Three weeks later, my husband and I drove from Florida to Arkansas to see her. Wow. And it was very emotional, but very wow. good. Wow. And we've, now we've got, now we get to be sisters.
0: Wow, Jill. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what I, what I, I wouldn't say enjoy because of the subject that we're yeah. talking about, but what I can appreciate about uh, any given issue is that whoever's going through it has a different like perspective and experience. So hearing you talk about 30 years of not speaking to a sibling and so many of the family members are no longer around. That's not something that I've come into contact yet, but I mean, give it time um so what would you say because you express that a lot of the issues that you've been going through um have been because of family estrangement what would you say how has it colored your life basically like um what are the areas where you're like I don't know. Um, I wish I had this or I I can go into my, my own, um, and not project on you, but, um, yeah, let me ask you that first and then I'll go into, well, I wish I had a family. Mm. I wish I had
1: a family. Mm. Um, that is the missing link. That is the missing part of my soul. Mm -hmm. is that estrangement from my family and now they're gone and I don't have an opportunity to heal with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very different than my family. Mm -hmm. My parents raised my brothers and my sister in the late 50s and early 60s and then had me in 1969 And I am a free spirit. I am a creator. I am an artist. I'm a musician. I'm a writer. I don't fit inside of a box of to-dos, of this is what you're supposed to do. I have never followed the rules. (laughs) And on some levels, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And other levels, it's been hard because when you are in a family that doesn't approve of you because you were born because mm-hmm. that's really yeah. what it was yeah my brother Larry, my oldest brother Larry, was so angry at my parents for getting pregnant Wow I mean and this was not this was this was something everything that I'm saying I have heard mm. said to me by my family Wow at some point or another you know my brother was so pissed off or you know angry that he said, how could you do this, mom and dad? How could you? Everyone's going to know what you've been doing. Everyone's going to know. the What? Yeah. <laughs> what? And it's funny. I've got the proof that he said this because what? Yeah, when my father turned 50, I was 10 years old. My father turned 50. I was 10. And at my father's surprise birthday party, they roasted him. And my brother was like the MC uh-huh. and he got up and roasted my dad and it's all written down and I've got the manuscript. I've got wow. the actual typewritten what Larry said at the party. So this isn't something that was just like hearsay wow. or that I think that might remember. It was my brother saying, I remember I was so angry at mom and dad for coming home and telling us they were pregnant. And then when they were supposed to be raising grand or loving their grandchildren, they had a baby.
0: I don't even understand that. Yeah. Married couples. First of all, that's none of your business. None of your business. Exactly. Second of all, if they're not having sex, that's a problem. Yeah. And my mother was 35. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, that's incredible yeah
1: and so you know when you look at when i look now as a fifth you know i'm almost 52 Uh as a 52 year old woman i look back and i think wow who was the selfish one here wow who was the selfish one here but that rachel is where the estrangement began wow from the born Yeah. yeah from the outset yeah from the outset so when you ask me how is it colored Mm. it's never been colored it's it's, It's been 10,000 shades of gray wow painted over and over and over again wow you know and so I never knew what it was like Mm. to have a family I only knew literally only knew that my life and i didn't even know you know we talked about the word estrangement last week remember yes, we talked yes. about not I knowing that word that. Yes, right yes well, i don't think i ever knew the word either because i just was living it
0: yeah i was just living it yeah that's what my life was it was and as polarizing as as the feeling is because i i picked this up about my own self where um, I have been ostracized in my family, but I also had to intentionally not behave like an ostracized person because I took that on as my own identity where I kept myself out of other things. So yeah. Yes. And that
1: is such a good point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like I'm there now. I find that because mm. I lived in that polarized, because they polarized me yeah. as a child. Yeah. Because as a child,
0: you really don't polarize yourself. yourself. You don't know, no. right? Yes. Because you it don't know. It's just like, what is this strange feeling as you start this? to get older and aware of? Yes, mm, yes. You feel That's left out exactly. of stuff. And, yeah. and the air is like odd when you're around. Yes, or, and in yeah. and, and
1: every, you know, everything is off. Yeah. And I know like so when I was young, mm. I sat and I listened to my family talk. They were hate filled. Wow. My family was hate filled. Wow. And I was not. Mm. I the one thing they did do was they mm. they took me to church.
0: Mm.
1: God was a part of my life. Thank God. But I saw God differently than they saw God. Mm. I saw God as a loving God. Mm-hmm. I saw Jesus as the one who came around and helped the pe- those that couldn't help themselves. Mm. And so that was like my mindset. And I mm. And I couldn't understand why I was in this family with hate. And so I was very different and I rebelled against that hate and they didn't mm. like that I rebelled against the hate. Right. And so then the estrangement grew out of, my bucking back Mm. of their hatred their Mm. hatred of other of anybody that was different than a white person
0: wow
1: a white christian
0: wow
1: and i thought that's just not that's not who i am that's not me this is not and i i couldn't understand i couldn't understand like i i wanted my family but i didn't like who they were. I right. didn't like what they represented. Right. And so there was there was like all of these, I think, you know, we talk about estrangement, but I think that there's so many layers to estrangement. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways that you can be estranged. Estran-
0: yes, ma'am.
1: And yes, it's not ma'am. just, it's not, I can't just be defined in one word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um thank you so much. I have to say, for your open vulnerability. Um it, it is a blessing to me. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, Dr. Brene Brown. Oh, yes. Girl,
1: man. She's one of my idols,
0: man. So (laughs) the vulnerability, it is a, thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to say, cause last week, yes, we were talking about family estrangement and I, I appreciated that you said the term, even the term estrangement is within itself, it's ostracizing it has a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking about like different phrases that I could like make it into Uh because I have an issue with the word journey by the way I don't know okay I can't think of a better word than journey I know so um I was thinking family separation um a breach in family Uh. family rift fragmented Mm -hmm. family fragmented
1: it's Mm -hmm. funny that you bring that word up Mm -hmm. because I was I just used that word Mm. in my my memoir as I was Mm. writing. And I remember saying, I was fragmented. Yes. Great word.
0: Fragmented. Because fragmented, um, it takes into account both parties as opposed to estrangement I never thought about it until you said it because it really is a new phrase for me anyway but estrangement is like you've chosen somebody and you've exiled them is how I think but fragmented is we both have choice in this situation and we remain apart um so there's no like power dynamic there i think in estrangement there's like a power dynamic
1: i agree with you that's a great point mm-hmm. There is someone holds the power in yes estrangement. yes that's right yeah a hundred percent oh yeah oh rachel yeah yes
0: yes so um living past family of origins i have two more <laughs> Ooh, i like that um, one too <laughs> yeah living beyond families of origin oh I said that earlier living oh beyond I said past and beyond and um the last one is choosing intentional families so I I really gave this thought yeah
1: I don't know about you but have you found that now there's freedom in finding, in, building your own family, like, and I don't mean family, like, you have to go get married and have children, right, family, com- family is there, and, and I think for me, too, like, one of the things that I had to, that really has helped me heal mm-hmm. is that I, because the, you know, I'm, I'm in pain, I've been really lived in pain yeah. with not having a family, but then yeah. I thought, you can go, You've got there's so many people in your life, Jill, that really are family. Just because you're not related by blood, that's that doesn't mean you're not family. Yes, preach it. You know? That doesn't mean they're not family. Yeah.
0: So that is a great segue into really what I, not really what I want to talk about, just another (laughs) thing that I was thinking about because all of this has been great. So with my family estrangement, it's it's different, but I noticed that there are certain characteristics that remain the same throughout our stories. Uh So my family estrangement, I feel like also happened as as a result of me being... um, Alive in the world, not even in the world yet. Uh, when I was pregnant with my, when my mother was pregnant with me, because mm-hmm. um, I can't be pregnant with my mother. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, she got in, she was she got in trouble. Like yeah. her, her father was upset that she was uh, pregnant yeah. and um, she was 24 years old. So this is just like shocking to me and um yeah. as as the story is known to me, uh a group of her family members basically beat her for being pregnant, so oh. I think I marinated in that, and I talk about that in my upcoming memoir, and I felt that energy from the time I was born, yes, ma'am. and my mother and her father, my grandfather they were close, not what I would define close, but they were close for them. So I think that my mother in wanting to please her father took on his view of me, um, you know, for herself. And so I grew up in the shadows of my mother. I was always... Um, in awe of her and I wanted to be in her presence and bask in her and I remember maybe around the age of four or five asking myself I started asking myself what's wrong with me because no matter what it is that I did I couldn't get the type of reaction from my mother yes. that I wanted like I wanted that love and I was working for it you um, always
1: felt like you were working for it.
0: Always. I always. was working. It was for exhausting, it. wasn't it? Yes. Yes. But that's that became my um, you know my identity yeah. and I never got it to be honest. I, I never yeah. yep. got any of the energy that I wanted but any any how can you say any reaction was almost like hope that I would finally get in, get what it is that I wanted. And that bled into so many Uh other relationships, but I'm I'm not going to go there with it. So I I then, um, I was abused by my stepfather, sexually abused uh, because that created, it was a prime uh, opening for him because he had a daughter who really wanted to be loved. So I was yeah. like, Oh, op- uh-huh. it was open season yeah. on me. Yeah. So um, that happened. And then I, had a, I, I just really admire um, the bravery that I had. And I don't know where it came from to tell, to tell um, people in my school, what happened to me? Well, that brought us that got me into foster care, my, actually me and my siblings into foster care. And my family did not believe me. They oh. believed my stepfather. So it was incredible. I haven't even begun to unpack the level of betrayal that I felt um, when I came back from foster care and um, the blame was on me. All until like my, my siblings went back to my mother's home with um, my stepfather and I was casted off is what it felt like to my grandparents' home. So I grew up with my grandparents and my siblings with my mother and their father. Wow. Yeah, until I was 18 years old, and then I got into a fight with my grandfather. That's a whole, I could do a whole podcast on that, and I will one day, but I got into a physical fight with my grandfather, and um, because I grew up as an, not even an angry teen, I was an enraged teen. But that enragement came from confusion, confusion. It came from pain. Yes, absolute pain. It came from a place and center of pain. Yes, it did. And I, what I can appreciate about having been an ostracized person or the underdog is that I look at many situations from a viewpoint that most don't because I'm coming from a viewpoint that most don't put out there so in that enraged teen I was raised or was born in me an advocate an advocate for myself man I advocated the shit out of my oh my goodness amen so once I I embraced this power because that's how I looked at my rage as I appreciate that I had it um, because then I knew nobody could do what they wanted to do with me. And there became the hugest problem with my family because there was never an intention to discipline me. And I can't, I can say they probably didn't know how to be honest
1: right right, um
0: and we're we're in a family which was incredible to me we have strong personalities Mm -hmm. so the fact that you're trying to tame my person like that's (laughs) gonna work and it's not possible I I've come forth this way so we clashed a lot because I spoke up I spoke up so um as the years grew and my mother, I, I know I'm a trigger for my mother. I know it. And mm-hmm. we were talking about a post last week where it talked about maybe your issue with your child was never about your child, it the was, relationship um, you had with yes. your child, but the relationship you yep. have yeah, yourself. Yep. The, my mother, I know that for sure. Yeah. I'm a trigger exactly.
1: for her. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like she, yeah. and she's not a person who has ever worked on herself in a way that I've seen. I, I, you know, I'm not her, so I can't speak, but as far as doing like the deep work and understanding your deepest feelings, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 no. So whenever she sees me, it rises. Um, one of the biggest things I know is guilt oh. because later on, um, she did learn what my stepfather said that he actually did what he did. So, and this is when I was 18 years old. Um, and so she
1: did learn and she did acknowledge it.
0: She did acknowledge it. She told okay. me that he did say it. And at that point, she told me when I was 18, I couldn't be more angry. I was like, I don't care. Um, yeah. I, I told you what happened. And so, you didn't take care of me. Exactly, you didn't protect me exactly. So, I believe where my mother is like when she sees me, this is what she sees, so she cannot see me. Right. So, whenever we've ever come into contact with each other, because I love my mother, but yeah. I'm also a, a speaker of the truth. The truth. You stand it. in your yes. truth, yes. So, um she would take whenever I wanted to talk about a subject as an attack. And so that's where our estrangement, like it completely, uh, took off in a volatile way I at one point I didn't speak to my mother for seven years okay. um, I got married I did not tell her that I got yeah. married yeah. Um, I I we've had intermittent contact um, yeah. when I I lived in Jamaica I went to move to Jamaica with my um, now ex-husband mm-hmm. but when I was coming back she is the one who paid for my ticket. And I have to say, I, that was a miracle. Yeah. But since that, um, we've been estranged again because the, there's no respect where my mother is concerned because she's so triggered. Um, and I'm like, Hey lady, I'm grown. I'm a grown person. And I, the way that you treated me as a kid will not fly now. And I literally told her this and for her, I don't know, like I'm not an extension or my own person. She, as she sees me, she can do with what she wants. Well, she's still seeing you as a child. As a child. And I'm like, hey, lady, yeah. um, you yeah. cannot yell at me. You must respect me. Right? No, no relationship is um, important enough for me to take disrespect from. No. I do not care from who. Um. So I'm, a, uh, we are estranged. And then I did something a couple of years ago that I will never do again. I tried to um, put together like a family intervention. Uh-huh. And one thing I've learned, unless all parties are ready to do yeah. an intervention, absolutely do not. Yeah. Number one, number two, it was not my place to do an intervention because I'm the party that's extremely harmed. Right. So, um, what happens out of that is a further rift between my siblings and I. And um, I can't say what's going on in their minds, but I've received mixed messages, but I've seen not mixed messages in action, uh-huh. mixed messages in words than from uh-huh. action. Uh-huh. And, um, as, as my healing grows, because I'm healing Mm -hmm. from, um, I'm recovering from bulimia and a host of many things. Um, I'm like, yeah, mixed messages don't work for me. So what this looks like is how I'm going to treat it. So, um, like the, the on and off, on and off cycles within my, with my siblings. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing this No. that no. we're in relationship or we're not in relationship. Right. Yeah. And I've just chosen to just remain out of relationship. Cause I'm not, I'm not going there. So no. that's my long story about estrangement wow. family or choosing my own family of origin. So yes, it is freeing because that's the question that you asked. Isn't there something freeing about choosing your um, your family now? And yes, but I will open up the floor for you to speak because I've gone on and on. Oh so no! <laughs>
1: Thank you though, because to be able to to talk about this and write about this mm-hmm. and and revisit that, yeah, it's brave, mm-hmm. like we're brave. We're freaking, you and I, we're brave. I agree. And there are other women out there that want to be brave, that Mm -hmm. want to do this. And, and I think that women like us, Mm -hmm. you know, the space that you're providing here and the Mm -hmm. conversations that are happening Mm -hmm. in your podcast, they're important and Mm -hmm. people hear it. And other women will be able to come to terms with their own bravery and saying, listen, I too, am." Going to stand in solidarity with other women that have been through these things and 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 come to terms with my own because it's freeing yeah is it painful yes yeah
0: yeah.
1: and you're brave and the more i hear you talk we have so much in common Mm. there's a commonality there's a Mm. a common denominator Yes. yes there's a common denominator stories are different
0: yeah but
1: but the underlying
0: feelings, mm-hmm.
1: underlying pain, the yes. underlying abuse mm. yeah, is, is so similar. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about triggers and mm. estrangement and triggers mm. and our moms being triggered. And my mother and I, my mother and I were estranged multiple times during my life her Mm -hmm. life she's no Mm -hmm. longer alive she Mm -hmm. died alone let's see she died about guess it's been 12 years now Mm -hmm. since she passed Mm -hmm. and um she really did some pretty horrible things to me when I was Mm -hmm. a child I mean you heard kind of just uh, from my reading yesterday a little Mm -hmm. but
0: that was only the tip of the iceberg yeah that was something
1: you know and it wasn't always what she physically did Mm -hmm. it was the things that she said Mm. and and, you know the things that stuck that stick and when you're a child and somebody tells you something or you hear something Mm -hmm. it sticks with you because you're formidable because you're a sponge yeah and you know when you're physically abused like mm-hmm. you were it sticks mm-hmm. when you're emotionally and mentally abused mm-hmm. it sticks when you're both it sticks yeah all of these things stick and they become this big mounding pile of lava yeah that that eventually comes to a head mm-hmm. and implodes yeah and my mother and I um she really did some awful things mm. when I was a kid that nobody knows about. And mm-hmm. what she would do, what my mother would do to me is she would, but I loved her. I'm like you, Rachel. Yeah. I loved my mom. Yeah. I loved her, but God almighty, it was work. Yeah. It was hard work. It was work to love her. And it was work to try to get her and my dad and the rest of the family to just accept Jill. To just accept me for who I was mm-hmm. because there was nothing that I could do or nothing that I could say that was from my own truth mm-hmm. that satisfied them. Yeah. And then, yeah, the fragmented parts, yes. right? Fragmented mm-hmm. parts. Yep. And that's where the fragments, that's where we get fragmented. Yeah. It's in the misunderstanding and unaccepting of one another.
0: I and I don't. There's the unaccepting, but there's a an, an aspect of control. There control is what I think is the biggest yes. issue. Is like I cannot be myself because what I am scares you for whatever oh, reason. Yes. and what I you, am
1: scares yes. you.
0: Yes, so you are trying yes. to mold me in a way that you understand and. If yes. you can't you're going to make me feel wrong yes um yes. so for me i just i left i i used to chant when i was 12 years old i can't wait to get out of here i can't wait to get out of here two. that is what I, I i read to escape because i knew i didn't belong me but then there two. is that whole um part of me that i used to hate and i'm working on there is always a longing for that same family that you hate yes like yeah I, I was
1: gonna bring that up too it's
0: yeah. like you
1: long for
0: them Uh huh. but i
1: think what we long for rachel isn't them uh-huh. it's an idea
0: yes of them. it's the fantasy of them yes fantasy. yes what it's i wish fantasy. yes i wish yes because just as they can't change me. I can't can't change change them. them. Yes. But I looked at my mother for years as the mother I wanted. So yes, everything that I did and wished and, and fantasized about was what the mother, the type of mother that I wanted. And it was so hard. I don't know. I think in my thirties, I saw my mother for who she was and not what i wanted to see her as yeah and um wow that was such a because i again my relationships with men were Mm. that's that's what um painted that picture absolutely at men as who i wanted them to be yes not who they were
1: i had a fantasy my entire life of just Mm. being loved
0: Mm. and being accepted yes
1: and it really I, and, and, you know, my mother told me that, that the only way that I would be accepted in society was mm-hmm. if, you know, if I had a good marriage and a husband and children, right? and those are the expectations and you only find value. You're only valuable with the man that you're, you know, in by the man that you're married to, right. you know, and it was like, okay, I, I but I, but I searched, I it sought out the wrong men. Yeah. Because I thought I could change him. Yes.
0: Because, because you've been why trying not? to change that's, that's, your mama and your that, was the learn,
1: that was learned yes. behavior for us, Rachel. Yes. I mean, yes. think about what we saw. Yeah. All we saw is people trying to change us. Yes. So if that's what we learned how to do, that's what we were trying to do with everyone else. Yes. Yeah. It took me 50 days dang years to figure out I can't change no one, man. And sure as hell, um, no one can
0: change me. I don't know about you, but I truly, that message set in stone for me during COVID. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: when I really, understood I was like nope I can't change anybody and I'm not going to try to change nope. anybody as painful as it is and I went through a literal grieving process oh, yeah, because never before had I accepted that what I wanted was not the reality and oh. that is a hard oh <sighs> that's painful to hear yeah
1: you know what I've been there too but I don't know that I really identified it as that Mm. because yeah when that reality hits because I think you and I are the same in that we're fighters man we will fight Mm -hmm. back
0: Mm -hmm. we don't fight back Mm
1: -hmm. and when we get to that place where there's just no more fighting nothing
0: you can do there's There's nothing. nothing nothing we lose control right yes yes
1: and to lose
0: that control
1: is like for people like us for women like us that have been through what we've been through oh my god then we feel powerless yes yes that's absolutely how I felt but reshaping rebirthing
0: ourselves yeah
1: in midlife
0: and what the hell of it that was a horrible process I don't care what anybody says about process to me process is horribly Hard. disgusting and ugly
1: yeah it's ugly Yeah, it's real ugly and you know just like you know it sounds like you too from the family that you uh, were raised in like the family I was raised in shame was used as a tool mm-hmm. shame was used as a tool to manipulate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I refuse use Rachel to ever allow shame to manipulate me as a woman ever Mm. again yeah and I I do I want to share though I do want to share this because I think it's something I think it needs I think when we talk about estrangement Mm -hmm. story that I have about my mother Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's I feel like it is an important one because Mm -hmm. we really have to Think about you know knowing the, the personalities that we are and, and there are other women that many many millions of women that have the personalities that we do because mm-hmm. really at the end of the day we are the most powerful god god made us god made us so amazing
0: yes i, I mean we really
1: are yes. at the, we really are yes. amazing people yeah um amazing beings i should say women mm-hmm. but my mother and i like i said we were very estranged off and on in our life and mm-hmm. um my father died in 2004 and from emphysema. And then, but right the year before that, my mother had a heart attack, Mm. a quadruple bypass and a stroke. Wow. And um, it won't even get into that story, but Mm so, but it caused congestive heart failure. And Mm. so when you have congestive heart failure, especially from a heart attack and you still don't take care of yourself and you don't Mm -hmm. eat the right things and you don't take care of your heart, you know, it's like, we can't function without a strong heart. So my mother, after my father died and they were married for 56 years. Mm -hmm. And um, after my father died, she and I were close, Mm. but you know, you talk about mothers being triggers. My Mm. mother was a trigger for me, Mm. my mother. And I, you know what? And sometimes I feel like I'm a trigger for my daughter, Mm. but it's like I said last week, I think, I think that estrangement or fragmented families Mm -hmm. really are generational i think that they yes,
0: it's I generational agree so. yes
1: um so what my daughter saw she was conditioned to
0: yeah
1: we won't even get into that right now yeah. but so my mother and i lived together for a while um after my father passed away and everything about her pissed me off mm. everything Yeah. and she was sick and i had to take care of her a lot which was yeah. fine um And towards the end of her life, and and, and there were a lot of things that she did to me as a child that stuck with me, that were never talked about, that were pushed under the rug, that were never brought to the surface ever, but that stayed deeply rooted inside of me. Yeah, it's there. And I was pissed and I was angry. And one day I, she said something that really hurt me and it was a big trigger and she never stood up for me and that that's what it had to do with what she said with had to do with something else that i felt she should have done she should have stood up for me
0: yeah and
1: i exploded yeah i exploded on my mother and she was sick she was sick she Mm -hmm. couldn't really drive she couldn't she needed help to do most everything and i Mm -hmm. i went off on her like Mm -hmm. horrible and she says i cannot stand you, Jill. And I'm, I'm getting away from you. Mm. I said, go, here's your keys, go get out. Mm -hmm. And I watched my mother walk out the door and go to her car. She couldn't drive it, Mm. sit in her car. And she called my aunt and she, my aunt came and got her. And I didn't speak to my mother for a good couple of months. And then my, sister who was living in Arkansas at the time, she still lives there, Mm -hmm. um, called me and said, mom has fallen and broken her hip. And I didn't know that my mother was gonna go live with my sister. But anyway, Mm -hmm. she ended up from Florida going up to Arkansas. And when she got up to Arkansas, she fell and she broke her hip. Mm -hmm. Well, we know that when, you know, a lot of times those broken hips are really leading to the end of life. They really Mm -hmm. just can't get. So long story short, my mother ended up having to get kidney dialysis and she just went downhill from there.
0: Mm.
1: And so I never saw my mother again mm. after that horrible fight, mm-hmm. after those horrible things I said to my mother. Now, mind you, Rachel, they were all true. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that they weren't true. They were all true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I had a right to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um but I never got to speak to her again as far. Well, I did get to speak with her, but I spoke to her in a state. She was gone. She was dying. She was in Mm -hmm. hospice. Mm -hmm. And she actually um, was, I'd spoken to her a couple of times and we knew she was gonna die and she was Mm -hmm. in hospice. And having to deal, having to live with Mm -hmm. the guilt of not, of the last time ever seeing my mother, being so mean to her mm. and saying the things that, yes, that were truthful, that were true, that really did hurt me. But she wasn't even in a, she wasn't even in a place, a space that she could even, what could what she do you with did. that? Yeah. Right, what you, right? Yeah. And she, the day before she died, we talked and she was on her way, you know, there's there's the, when you die, you know, when you're, when you're going through those stages of death, mm-hmm. um, she was right there on the, and she said, I'm talking, she was talking to me and then she goes, well, I have to go now, Jill, your dad's here and your brothers are here. And wow. Yeah. And she said, she said, you know, you were just here singing to me. You were just here singing to me. She loved when I sang, cause I was a singer mm. and she said, and daddy said, it's time for me to go and we're going, but I love you. And if you'll come back tomorrow, you can sing to me again. And that was the last I ever spoke to my mother. And she died the next day. And, you know, I will say this. I, the estrangement, the fragmented parts after she was gone. And, and, you know, it's really hard because I was really angry at her. Mm -hmm. I just wish that we would have come to some sort of terms Mm -hmm. to help heal some of that fragmented parts Mm -hmm. before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's really when, where the estrangement, when estrangement really is hard, when it's really after the fact, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. so I think that that's, when you talk about estrangement, when I think about estrangement and my mother,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that that's really been tough for me. That's really been, it's really been a hard place for me to sit mm-hmm. is. You know, but I've had to learn how to forgive myself. Mm. I've had to learn how to forgive myself. You know, not justify myself, Mm -hmm. but forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part of me that says she needed to know those things before Mm -hmm. she died, Mm -hmm. right? Because there is that part. Like, why should we always sit with that pain for the rest of our life? Mm. I really hate that it happened when it happened Mm -hmm. but you know that's the kind of pain that fragment and estrangement brings Mm. how do we move past that how do we fix that how do we you know we can't go back and fix what's already been done Mm -hmm. but what do we learn from that and how do we shape that going forward in other relationships and internally and those are the things that I ask myself
0: Mm. you know Wow! Thank you for sharing that again. That perspective of um, you know having a parent that you were estranged from, and now they're no longer on this earth, and having had such a critical argument that you you your needs could not be met, and mm-hmm. she was ill. So there's the guilt of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can imagine. How difficult that is, and I will I will share some parts of what that story struck up for me. Um, there is a there is a tension I think constantly within ourselves of what we are told is the right thing, whether it be society, social media, whatever the heck, meet um, TV and what we know in ourselves to be true. So I think when it comes to difficult situations like family estrangement, that's the thing that has held me back anyway, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I've known what to do for myself, but because I have felt bad because it's not the thing that I'm supposed to do, or it's not the way that I'm supposed to feel. That's what has held me in prison because I've been in purgatory. It's not, uh, uh, if whatever, I believe the truth sets you free because you know what to do after the truth. Like it breaks uh, uh, something within you where you're no longer held in confusion.
1: Right, or in purgatory, like you said.
0: Yes. That's perfect. Yeah. So um where for me i have i would say cursed my mother out like mm-hmm. a few several times yeah, in my I life did, yeah
1: i've done that
0: and too. i remember the first time after i did it i felt so free yeah um, <laughs> i think i was something like 23 years old and um i remember years later when my sister told me that my my mother cried And like after that, and I didn't know, I felt the pain for her. And I marvel, I marvel at the, I don't know if it's beauty, if it's bittersweet, um, that I cannot hate my mother. I find that to be so painfully beautiful. It, It is,
1: but it's also, Rachel, it speaks to who
0: you are. I cannot hate her it speaks to your core (laughs) that's
1: what it speaks to it speaks to your core I
0: I couldn't couldn't hate hate my mother either hate her but I also I think something deep within me doesn't hate her because then I'd hate myself Um, I come from that lady it doesn't matter what I can't deny it I look most like her out of all my signals like seriously I gotta have her face Yes. Um, So so it's like, um, just the constant reminder of that. In the mirror every day. I can't hate her because I'd hate myself. So um, what had held me back from making a clean sweep or a clean cut is that that's not how people usually do it people learn how to work things out with their family or they stay in their families really it's that they stay with they their family stay. it's not that they, they learn to settle. work things out because i have seen families i have seen they would rather remain in that dysfunction which for me was at a it was no longer acceptable for me right, right. um so i've made the the right and painful decision, but the right decision. But once I was clear about that, Yamla Van Zant, I, I listened and I read about two, I read her books a lot. Uh-huh. And she talks a lot about being clear, clear. Once I'm clear, the, it doesn't matter how much pain I feel. Number one, I know the pain will subside yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah. but I know I'm doing the right thing. So I knew from a couple of years ago with the final break from me, I'm like, I've done the right thing. I've overcompensated and done more than I should have. And at this point, I have to look after myself yes. because I have not been doing that. So where I guess I, what I'm saying is I don't feel bad in having cursed out my mother. Cause she would have never heard it. Otherwise right. she was, there was no open ground for any of it. Um, right. And I advocated for myself uh, when I think about, you know, like families, my family growing or my family of origins having, um, children i also don't feel any guilt because i'm not looking at it as a fantasy the way that the family is i cannot function healthily within it i can't right so this is what like i remember speaking to my therapist and she was telling me just how painful because we when you do get the chance to speak or talk or hear about family estrangement it the 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 goal, it has seemed to me, is getting back together with your family. And that shit has pissed me off.
1: You know what? That is, I think that when when I, at the very end of what I just said, mm-hmm. that was like, what do we do with this? Yeah. Because it's like, my you know, goal at this point, Rachel, is not. Like, yes, I'm with friends with my sister now. Right, and right. not estranged. But I will right. tell you what. My goal yes, has not... I don't, I don't want anything to do with the people I'm related to. Yeah. Except for my children.
0: Yes and that you know? is like okay like you said what do we do now i think that's enough of that is not brought into the conversation because right. for me the best decision was stepping away i can't do the work for these people no. i'm not trying to do the work for these people but there is a life after that and that's what i have been working on. And that's also a big reason why I wanted to talk about this subject, because to know that there is hope after, after this decision that has been made, how have I found hope? Um, in my recovering with the bulimia, I go to 12 step programs and mm-hmm. i swear to god i started going to one and i'm like oh my god i need this 12 step i need that step. <laughs> I, I need Girl, that. i'm right there too i need every 12 12 steps, 12 right. steps like 12 yeah. 12 steps so um, that started a path for me of where i can find the type of support that i need so mm-hmm. that's where um family of, and a, a family of intentions, how I've been growing it. Um, I've also had a few friends cause I, I looked around at my friends and I, that I've had in the past and it's not the type of friendships that I would have intentionally, um, sought, uh, right. because a lot of it was, you know, growing up, um, in with my ch- in my childhood. So it's like a, a friendship of convenience or a friendship yes. of having known each other, but not really sharing any values. So I knew I couldn't continue some of those friendships. I have had to really cut a lot of people Girl, off. Me
1: too. Me yeah. too. It's and, and just like you said, the whole word intention, mm-hmm. whether it's family intent, mm-hmm. uh, family of intention, or friends of intention. Right. And that's kind of how it's been for me, too. It's like, okay, I'm done just being friends with you because I'm supposed to be. Right. Not, I ain't doing, there's no more supposed to be. Yeah. Nah, I'm no, more more. Done. I'm done. No more. I'm done. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm good. Yeah. And you're right. There's a freedom. There's a
0: freedom in that
1: yeah. sure there is a bit of loneliness girl there's not a bit alone there's, there's a whole lot.
0: lot of lonely there's a lot, <laughs> there's of, a lot yeah. of lonely
1: but you know what at the end of the day you're mm-hmm. not hurting because you've put yourself in a situation that is not right for it's you a
0: compromising situation correct you're, correct.
1: you're lonely because you are in a holding pattern, because yes. there are other things that are going to happen. Yes.
0: Preach it, Sister Jill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. You are talking my life. Yes. You
1: know, and like, I found it, I'm starting to find it. I've, I've, I found it, you know, the writers group, mm-hmm. coming friends with you, mm-hmm. spending time chatting with you and mm-hmm. how all of us are sharing
0: our stories together. Yes. That's yes. a very special group. It is very special. It is it's very special. a very special group. Yeah.
1: Um, And so, the, you know, so now, you know, I do get, sometimes I say to my husband, I'm so lonely. I'm yeah. so lonely. Yeah. And and he's like, well, I, I go, it's not because of you, babe. Yeah.
0: You go yeah. to work every day. You've yeah. got
1: another life that you go and you do. Yeah. And, and I'm not complaining about my life, but I do mm-hmm. work from home and yeah. I have a computer screen. You yeah. know. Three computer screens, yeah, you know, and sometimes I need the connection, yes, the feeling of connection,
0: yes. But, but you know I know read something, I'm sorry to cut you, Jill. Nope, I wanted to right. talk about that, um, loneliness because I have been I, number one, I've done a podcast on it, but I've still been very much looking into it and I don't know what video what thing I read but I started to really look into my loneliness and I have at least connected that a big part of it is grieving it is it is a sense of that that deep melancholy yes. that i've always pushed down and yes. when i let it come up i feel like it is going to overtake me and drown me to be honest but it's a grieving and i started yes. grieving it and i've had some release but um some God, of that loneliness so is helpful. grieving yes that is.
1: thank you thank you it's so helpful to hear that yeah because there is a grieving yeah and you ha- you know and we learned like I've lost so many people in my life my mm-hmm. both my brothers died my father died within a 10 inside of 10 years mm. I think we lost um one two three four I think we lost six people wow and that's a lot that is you a know lot. and it basically my entire family except right. my sister right. so I've I've walked through the 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 steps of, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of hospice and my son's father died. Mm. Um, it, it, it's just been a lot. Mm. Um, so I've had hospice in my house and really trying to explain, here's the grieving process.
0: Yeah.
1: And it is a process
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it can take, it's not okay. Well, you start with step one and mm. then you get to step five and right. you're, you're done right. because step two and three can take years. Mm. And we have to let ourselves grieve. Yeah. And you and I are such strong women. Mm-hmm. We can't control that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable ain't the word. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I honestly didn't know that's what it was because this loneliness, it's, it's I I appreciate that you said you discuss it with your husband because it it has nothing to do with the presence of another human being because I've been around many, even carrying people where it's that lonely feeling. I've had it since I was a kid. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It's it's a feeling I need to let rise and.
1: Don't ah, you think though,
0: Rachel too, like I know now that that was that
1: feeling that I had, but I didn't know it then. Yes. And so I think there's also this this other process we go through mm-hmm. in this self in this phase of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, yeah. we could have a three months worth of podcasts <laughs> just on what we do,
0: Seriously, about it's about true. It's but true. it's
1: it's not just us. There's so many, so people, many people that feel this way. Yeah. And that way this is helpful.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you start, we start to scratch the surface.
0: Yeah, we do. And start to uh, give permission. That's what um, I like hearing that a lot. Where For me, when I hear another person, I've learned a lot through books Uh um, and hearing people speak from when I was a kid because I didn't really have a uh, good uh, adult around me to help me understand my world in a healthy way. But the way in which I've learned it has given me permission to speak. And Mm -hmm. so this is permission for others who need to hear it. Um, And need the comfort, because there's that aspect of it. And um, there are definitely there is hope just because you don't hear, um, you know that you can live past family estrangement, or you can make a choice to not deal with certain family members, all of that is okay. Um, and there's another side to it. I am still going through the process, but I am better now than um, like, say the end of 2019. My heart was literally breaking. I know exactly why that phrase exists when I, from going through the process, my yes. heart felt like it was breaking. Like yes. I felt physical Pain. Pain, yes. Um, so have I, yes. because it
1: manifests, you know, yeah. you, you talk a lot about manifestation, yeah. but it does manifest. And I'll share with you too quickly that I, mm. you know, when I, I have gone through physical pain, mm. I have not knowing what it was, ended up mm. in the hospital. I think I'm having a heart attack. Mm. And, you know, it, 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 because it's real. Yeah. It's not just a mental state. No. It's a physical being yeah, and it's, it's something that, listen, we're in this together. We can, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and when you know that you don't want anybody else to feel that, right. but you also know that to stand alongside someone and to share the stories because sharing stories and
0: storytelling is healing. Yes, that's really what's gotten me to feel more energy um, and hope around this particular subject is hope. actually opening my mouth. I researched it and then I found the phrase and I literally you read your story and I found so much after that so good yes, and but I there is hope yes I, I think human beings we can make it through anything we can, we can. heal through anything we're resilient yes we can we heal resilient. through anything
1: you know it might knock us down you know and i Uh, The last thing that, you know, the other thing that I'll share real quickly is that that I've been on both ends of the estranged, right? Mm -hmm. Of the the fragmented, Mm -hmm. let's call it fragmented. Mm -hmm. I've been fragmented with my family that I was born into, Mm -hmm. but being estranged and fragmented from them has helped me to understand the estrangement from my daughter
0: Mm -hmm. was not
1: my choice. Mm -hmm. Her choice. Mm -hmm. And I accept it. I don't like it, it hurts mm-hmm. me, but mm-hmm. I want to give her through her issues, whatever she's going through, I want to mm-hmm. acknowledge my role in it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do more than acknowledge. I want to, I want to stand in it mm-hmm. and, and apologize. Mm-hmm. But I also want to give her the respect that I wished I would have had, mm-hmm. it's okay to feel the way you feel. And I'm not angry at you for that. Mm. You know that, you know, because that's important.
0: That when you're on, un-
1: it's so that important.
0: She doesn't that. know that,
1: yeah. but she should know because I, I, I do what she asks. Yeah. I do what she asks. Wow. You know,
0: to hear that from a mother, cause that's one of the things that drew me to you is to hear the respect that you have. Of the decision that your daughter has made to estrange from, to, to not communicate with you at this time has been healing for me because but. it's the thing that I wish I would have would have had. It's that unconditional love. Basically. I'm not mad at you for doing what you needed to do because at one time I needed to do something similar. Um, and I can just imagine my mother, I'm sure she needed to do something (laughs) similar. Um, we grew up in a toxic family, but I never received the permission. So receiving that permission is a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a great seal or cherry on top of the cake of something that you need to do so I find that really healing and um just because I couldn't get it from my mother doesn't mean that I couldn't get it so I really appreciate that oh well good I'm glad
1: you know I that is that's my whole purpose of telling my story Mm. is that I can see both sides I've been on both sides if there's any way I can help humanity and other people and people that I connect with and people that I care for, yeah. you know, I mean, that's why God puts us in the, the places with the people that and we just have to trust that yeah. that's going to, that that's, what's going to manifest at
0: the end. And I have to tell you, Jill, um, your hope is already coming true. You have done this for me. So just oh. to let you know, um, as you go out there more in the world and you share your story I know in my soul that Mm -hmm. you will continue to do that for others because it has been already done for me well thank you and I feel the same
1: about you in our conversations and your light and the love that you bring to the group and just talking with you and it's just I appreciate you Rachel I appreciate you so
0: much I appreciate our our new friend Thank you. Thank you. And I think this is a beautiful note to end on. Um, I would just like to give you the opportunity, Jill, to talk about your handles, mention your handles again, and the name of your book and anything else that you want to talk about so people can find your beautifulness. Well, first of all, thank you, Rachel, for having me. I'm humbled
1: and honored and just to be here with you. And sharing this space and i think what you do and what you bring to social media to ever to, to humanity is is awesome and Thank i want everybody you. to know about you because um, you. you're amazing woman. <laughs> Thank
0: um,
1: but you. if you want to check me out and find me i would love for you to follow me and i'd love to follow you back and get to know any of you um ig is uh finding underscore 50 and uh, then my website is J Jill J what a J <laughs> I I don't even know my J W Carlisle C A R L Y L E and my hopefully my memoir will will be out we've got it slated for publication in October
0: mm. I'm
1: holding myself to that I am self publishing it I own a small little publishing company Mm. called Empowerment Publishing Group that I started in 2017 and um, the tagline is Breaking the Silence and I do, Mm. yes, I do hope to, um, the whole goal is to illuminate the voice of every woman.
0: Beautiful. And
1: marginalized populations.
0: Beautiful, So I'm working
1: towards that as well.
0: So please go follow Jill. She shares a lot of light, a lot of insights. Um, She has even taught us a class in in writing, in the writing group about how we can um, be more, Uh, popular I guess on social media or present (laughs) yes so um, with that I will let you guys know my handles if I can remember them Um, the first one is the sassy Rachel which is on Instagram as I share my poetry I'm a writer of many types Um, and uh, you can find me also at soul speak underscore podcast. I would love to get feedback and interact with you all. And I hope to have you again, Jill. Yay, hopefully yes, this is I'll the be beginning fast. of conversations with us and beginning of conversations with my audience. At soul yeah. speak. Well, nice talking to you, everybody. Hope that you found some insights. I did and talk to you again next time. Bye!